Welcome to the Monster RX 93.1 podcast channel. Interviews, features, music, live performances, fun and conversation only from Manila's hottest, Monster RX 93.1. How we do it? It's all out once again. It's a fantastic Friday. What's up, Kayla? Hey, Rico. Happy Friday. You ready? You ready? You know, last time we had him on the show, we were rolling off cookies in each other's cheeks <laughs> as we were playing in our station. This time around, he is back with a new track. Ladies and gentlemen, on the show, welcome back. Rule. Hey, what's up, Rule? Hey, Rule. How are we doing, guys? Hey. Great. Yeah, I know. But last time... Last time we had a wild time, <laughs> and uh, now I'm back. It's a hot minute, and yeah, I'm happy to be back. So, are you are you on tour now? You're currently on tour, or is it just on vacation? Kind of on tour, I suppose. It's a it's a work trip. That's what I. But I'm not necessarily on tour. I came to Singapore just to do a couple shows and uh, just kind of yeah, see a bunch of people and you know. Kind of hang out a little bit, so kind of half vacation, half tour. <laughs> awesome. I mean, how are how are the shows going? I mean, it's just probably so nice to be back doing these live shows. How has it been so far in Singapore? It's been great. Yeah, I've been doing kind of these like really small pop up events over the world for the past kind of few months, just to kind of you know see everyone again because mm-hmm. I haven't had an album, to, you know, or much music to put out or tour, so. It's been a yeah, it's been a quiet time. So I wanted to just kind of come around and have an excuse to try to do these little shows and uh, announce them, you know, really close to the date. So it's been really fun to kind of see everyone again and do these intimate shows because yeah, I've been so used to kind of doing all these kind of big long tours with all these huge shows. It's definitely a different vibe. And, you know, speaking of vibe as well, right? I mean, the sound that you're coming out with is quite different from what we have known you for, the R&B tip kind of thing. Yeah. Is the new direction that you're, you're going at? For sure, yeah. I think it's uh, definitely just like a, just a step up in maturity for this next record and all the new songs. It's, uh, it's just a, a lot more me, I feel like. like I've, I still love the kind of R&B roots that I, you know, started off with and put out a lot of but this album definitely features a little less of that to be honest um but yeah i I think yeah it's just a bit more me a bit more mature in my eye in my and just like all the the writing process was just a lot more kind of personal i suppose so the songs became a lot more kind of singer song writing and i mean in terms of the songwriting process like could you take us through that and maybe what was the inspiration especially behind your most recent single someone else's problem um yeah so i mean i wrote a bunch of really really sad personal songs for the album and then i kind of just had like a hundred ballads that i had to start getting some variety so i started writing some songs that i don't know were a bit more feel good and you know live would just hit a little bit harder um and you know people could actually have fun to and have a little dance or a jump around too so i wrote you against yourself and someone else's problem in like the same week just trying to <laughs> write those sorts of songs and yeah lyrically i just wanted to make something that was just a little bit more light-hearted a little bit sassy i don't know something just like kind of tongue-in-cheek which i hadn't really done before so that was fun and it's sort of like a good written song right i mean what's the story behind it of the song someone else's problem uh, I mean, it's just about kind of, for me personally, I relate to it just it's about having someone out of your life that, you know, was bringing you down. Like, not even necessarily in a relationship, just, you know, 
it, it could be anything a friend or a person you work with or someone just like anyone in your life that is a burden and then having them finally move on it's a, this euphoric feeling of you know something off your back and you know I kind of thought that was an interesting concept to write about I mean it's, mm. it's, it's rolling off that concept right I mean with you now being known around the world what's your criteria now of having someone as your friend you know how it is right everybody wants to be a friend rule. so what's the criteria now okay cool I'll make room for friends but there's got to be some other friends that are probably out and cool and uh, I don't know I feel like I've got a cap on like friend. I wish I wish like you could only make a certain amount of friends like uh, that's like just stick with 50 and you don't need any more you don't need any less and you can just swap out I feel like that's kind of I feel like that'd be a productive way to you know keep a tight circle but uh, I don't know I feel like everyone that kind of has known me you know, since I was a kid obviously I've kept super close to me and um, I don't know as long as you're kind of self-aware and funny then I don't really like I'll, you know I, I, I feel like those are the two things that you know entice me to you know be friendly with someone and I mean well okay speaking of friends this is like totally going on a tangent it has nothing to do with music but I mean speaking of friends like what are your favorite things to do with your friends when you have time to hang out with them um I mean back home I do a lot of sports actually like I play a lot of football play a lot of basketball I surf a lot um I don't know like kind of that is like my favorite sort of stuff to do just because yeah it keeps me healthy and uh you know being in Sydney it's such an outdoorsy culture so I've always kind of grown up loving that stuff and especially when you're on tour you kind of yeah, really unable to do that a lot of the time like every time I'm overseas I'm constantly looking for like a basketball court or like a pickup game that I can sign up to and uh that's like usually quite hard but I don't know so when I'm home that's kind of my favorite thing to do for sure I mean, you do got some height on you man I mean you <laughs> yeah. oh my god basketball I mean you know Jake Cole great artist also yeah. you know into like semi-pro basketball do you see yourself doing that great basketball yeah and I mean I definitely not as good as Jake Cole but I uh, I can dunk and that's about it <laughs> <laughs> I think as long as I just stay in the paint and, you know, just, you know, do my job, then maybe I could do something with it. Maybe I could play some all-star celebrity game but if I get big. But, like, that would be fun. But I don't know. I used to play a lot as a kid. Like, that was my number one thing. It was, like, basketball and I also like singing on the side. And then when I kind of grew up, I was like, oh, maybe I'm kind of better at one than I am the other. <laughs> I can't, I can't mm-hmm. wait. To, we can't wait to see you at the NBA All Star Games. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it is, it is on my bucket list. <laughs> yeah, that would be. That would be. Well, who's your team? Who are you rooting for this year? I don't even know who. Uh, wait, in the NBA or in the yeah, All Star? NBA, NBA. Oh, okay. I've been an OKC fan all my life. I think just Russell Westbrook, seeing him when I was like in year eight, and I was just obsessed with him and. The way he played the game and then as soon as he left okc i kind of stopped supporting nba it's <laughs> like the, the passion is there to drive yeah, yeah the passion about, is you, you did mention of course football world cup <laughs> yes i'm a, I, I mean i have three teams that i can go for is the netherlands england or australia i feel like those are all part of my life and i think the best chance is probably netherlands so i'm gonna 
I'm going to stick strong with them. But yeah, that's been taking up my whole sleep schedule recently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, I mean, the games are spaced out all throughout the day. So that like, no matter what time it is, there's a game that's going on. So Yeah, exactly. It's great. Yeah. Um, I was like going to ask though, I mean, you know, you are still really young, but at what point was it that you hit that where you were like, okay, I'm going to go full force into music and okay, basketball can be a hobby, but music is where I'm going to be at. Uh, I don't know. I think I was probably around like 13, 14, where I started to actually write music and I met my manager and he kind of, you know, laid out this plan for me of just like, you know, this is what possibly I could do, you know, to help you if you want to, you know, write music and tour and do this. Like, and I was like, hell yeah, let's give it a go. And then like, obviously after that, I was like, just fully fully obsessed with this job and and touring and you know traveling it was it was incredible and i'm so grateful that i got to do that for you know the formative years of my life i suppose mm-hmm. like as much as it, you know i do i did miss home and you know wanted to kind of have that childhood i feel like i almost got that when COVID hit <laughs> was when I got to go home and have those two years by myself or like you know with my family with my friends back home and not being able to tour was also kind of healthy at the same time so yeah but it's like okay I'm bored time to go back on the road yeah. you know what I mean yeah it took, it, took, it, it took you eight months and then I was ready to go back out did you write any songs during that process during the I wrote COVID? the whole album basically the whole album. Um, is it harder I mean now yes you know usually you would have your routine when the world was normal but now that you're forced to stay in was it harder to find inspiration in writing these songs or was it 100 percent? yeah it was incredibly hard i found especially for the first year i couldn't find anything interesting to write about everything was either too existential or dark and sad or had no substance and I didn't have anything like, you know, interesting to really say. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was hard to to finish this thing. That's why it took so long. Basically it's taken the whole pandemic to, to finish it. So I don't know. I feel like it definitely messed with my creative process, but you know, I'm still really, really happy with where I am and where I got to. I was going to ask, you know, the times that you feel like you have nothing to write about, how do you keep going? How do you get past that writer's block? Um, movies, 90s movies in general, I think, <laughs> actually, like, just really do it for me. Like, I think they really help the album kind of uh, have a concept. Uh, it was just, yeah, a bunch of movies that I was watching at the time that really, really helped kind of shape what I wanted to do and kind of made me feel different things and yeah that's that's what I'm yeah that's I think that was a saving grace <laughs> and you know um, here on the show we like to ask some random questions here on All Out and one of them is practically with you traveling the world and doing the shows through the years that you've been doing it who's the most interesting person you've met that sort of made an impact you're like oh man alright cool yeah. That's an interesting question. Um, I don't know. That's hard. I've met a lot of strange, interesting, wacky figures on my travels. <laughs> um, but I don't know who made the biggest impact. Like, 
I've had lots of like deep conversations late after a show with like some dude who works at the venue, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, who I just like, kind of sit there in the dressing room or afterwards, just like you know, while everyone's packing up. I think there's been a few bus drivers actually, like tour bus drivers. There's been two guys, one guy called Steve and one guy called Dale, that I had some late night chats to at like 3am <laughs> on the tour bus that have, you know, probably been quite problematic figures, but, you know, have made me look at the world a few different ways. But yeah, bus drivers are always fucking wacky people because you know, anyone who chooses to like drive through the night a huge bus for three months straight is probably got a screw loose somewhere but they're always fun to talk to how about the most famous person that you okay oh uh god i can't tell like i could either go like the elton john or i could go like sean mendes but i don't know depends what you think is more famous i don't really know did you have any words yeah. with elton john with sir elton john uh yeah i mean this is like kind of actually like the one story that every single interviewer for the first like six years of my career brought up <laughs> which is just like how when I was like I think like 14 or something I met Sir Elton at this like uh, thing in Sydney and he just wanted to talk about music and stuff and yeah he had some great advice and yeah he was a lovely person what advice did Sir Elton John have to give you? I'm curious to hear that. <laughs> uh, I think, I don't know, you probably heard it before, but the way he said it was good. It was just, you know, about obviously keeping a tight circle and, you know, anyone you don't trust, like, get them out of your your circle immediately. Like, you know, it's just, that's like the most important thing is keeping a tight team that you trust. I think that was kind of the main thing. That's the hard part, getting that person out of your circle. It's like, all right, cool, uh, take care, bye. It's as simple as that. I mean, with everything that's going on now, I mean, do you see yourself, when are you going to be touring the Philippines? Because I know that you were here for a bit, and then yeah. any of your fans are waiting. Is he going to be back for a show? Is there something I won't be. Back? For sure, next year, I'm going to be coming back to, uh, I'm going to go all around. Asia because I had cancelled my I think it was like the first tour that was cancelled because of COVID I'm pretty sure it was my Asia tour at the start in January 2020 and I was yeah going to go back to Manila I was going to go uh, all yeah all the way around and I was heartbroken that I couldn't do it so it's definitely like number one on my list for the you know the, uh, the place that I need to go back to before I start you know kicking off the album tour you know, did you say the whole 2020 made a lot of people realize things about life, right? Yeah. So for you, what were the things that you realized that you're like, all right, cool, maybe I don't need a thousand pair of shoes or <laughs> one of those. Definitely did not realize that. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I was just became a lot more certain about the artist that I wanted to be and the music that I wanted to make. It was so, it was so important to me to have that time just to reflect on what I'd achieved and the artist that I was becoming or the uh, you know, the music that I was making and I think when I got to kind of step back and just start again a little bit it was super healthy for me and I kind of became a lot more certain in every sense of the word in every part of my life I was just like which I think just comes with maturity and like when you get older and you kind of start to become an adult you start to kind of know what you want more than ever um, so yeah that was that was pretty that was pretty great 
And I mean, in terms of like this this newest album that you've put out, and with you being more certain about your sound and and you know maybe the messages that you're sharing, what exactly mm-hmm. is it that you want your listeners to take away from from this album? A specific mm-hmm. message or feel? Um, to be honest, I think if I was to give one single message and one feeling, that would be kind of doing it. Justice, I don't know, just because mm-hmm. it, it's there's so much, yeah, uh, different. I don't know, there's so many different emotions, obviously, that you, you feel listening to the record. There's uh, from just like existential dread to just like a, a small breakup to just like a blip in time, like a one day sort of thing. Um, so I don't know, it's just trying to relay every single emotion that I that I felt over those last three years and trying to say it in a different way and I hope people relate to it in different ways but um, yeah I think it takes people on just like a bit of a story that's what I that's what I want you know the, the thing especially with someone else's problem right I was hearing a lot of palm mutes in the guitar and it had mm. a rock outfit to it and you go yeah. in your, your stash a little bit your hair yeah. like, are you listening to Kurt Cobain who are you listening to Kurt for sure I mean like I was listening to a lot of Jeff Buckley um, I was listening to a lot of Beatles as well um, I don't know it was, like, it was kind of like this kind of folk singer songwriter indie rock thing that I was getting really really into over COVID um yeah, I kind of like stopped listening to rap and R&B for some reason. I just like, <laughs> I just kind of, I'd, I'd only listened to that for like my whole life. And then I was like, hold on, I'm just going to stop that and just try and find, you know, the, and kind of open up my mind to these different kind of genres that I haven't really dived into. And it changed my like perspective on songwriting. I just felt so much more for some reason. And, and yeah. How did your, your managing team, when you brought out the new tracks, you're like, Oh, this is different. <laughs> yeah. They, they weren't, they weren't. <laughs> they were just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is interesting. This is new. But no, they were super supportive. And like when I kind of gave a context and started writing more songs and, you know, you know, giving it all a bit of a story and, you know, showed the place that I thought it would fit. Um, yeah, they were all really into it. <laughs> and, you know, the holiday season, of course, you know, we wish we had more time with you, but the holiday season is upon us. Yes, um, it is. What's your plan for Christmas, for New Year's? Well, my whole family's leaving me. <laughs> my whole family. <laughs> Uh, every single person in my family is going somewhere else, a different country. For this is like the first Christmas I'll ever have, like I think, without my family. So I'm gonna be in in at home in Sydney for the whole of, most of summer. So I think I'll just have a bit of time off before everything kicks off with the album. And uh, yeah, that's about it. That's all I've got. They're planned. like, they're like, rule. It's our turn to leave. Yeah. You're always leaving us. <laughs> now we make exactly. plans. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's crazy. I can't, I can't believe it. And also, before we end our interview, is there a message you'd like to send out to the monsters, your fans here in the Philippines? Yes. Just like, thank you for sticking with me. It's been so long. It's been over like, what, three years? Over three years since I've been able to see you guys and play live. And I've only put out, you know, a handful of songs so yeah I just really appreciate you guys sticking with me and I'll, I'll be there next year if and if you just you know hold on a little bit longer we will all be back together and reunited and yeah I love you all thank you for listening to my music and support 
And of course, there's going to be a new album as well that's going to come out. Yes, yeah, that's the plan. All right, it's gonna, is it going to be louder? You're going to have uh, distorted guitars? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess there's the variety. I've, done, I've got a lot of distortion and, you know, some kind of hard hitting tracks, but then. For, to be honest, most of the album is quite delicate and depressing, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we love it too, man. Thank you very much for taking the time. And thank, thank you for you. making our Friday fantastic, ladies and gentlemen, once again. Yes. Give it up for Rule. Hey. Thank you, guys. See ya. Thank, thank you. Take care, Kayla. We hope you had a great one. Till then, my name is Rico Robles. I'm Kayla Rivera. This has been another Monster exclusive interview. Have a great one. Peace. The Monster RX 93.1 podcast channel. The best podcast content online. Only from Manila's hottest. Monster RX 93.1.